Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. So despite the progress that we've made in terms of LGBTQ plus rights, coming out is still a very big deal for lots of people in the community. So on the line we have Kyle Lahan, who works in communications, Patrick McElligot from the GOSH organisation in Limerick and Owen Devardoon from the National LGBT plus Traveller and Roma Action Group to give some advice to those who may be struggling and you're all very welcome. Good morning to you. Kyle, what was your experience of coming out when you did? Um, so I was around 15, so quite young, some people would say. Um, and I originally confided in to my best friend. So one of them had a really, really good reaction. You know, they didn't care. Another one had a really negative kind of homophobic reaction. And so that kind of, I was one foot in the closet and one foot out. So I kind of... I was originally going to come out to the rest of my family straight away, but that kind of put me in the closet for another few months, and slowly my confidence started to kind of build back up because of that positive friend kind of reinforcing, telling me, you know, it's okay, everything's fine, you know, your friends are still going to like you, your family are still going to love you. Um, but that kind of initial negative reaction from somebody did trust did kind of shock me a little bit. Right. What's fascinating there is that it was the negative reaction of one friend that impacted on you much more than the positive reaction you got from another. Oh, of course, because I think, you know, we always remember the the negative comments that people say when it comes to, you know, school, college, work. We don't remember the positive. So it, it definitely, I think, those, that negative reaction feeds into the anxieties and insecurities and worries and, and fears. And, and what, what did that friend say to you, Kyle? And they just told me that uh, it was a really bad idea, that I was going to be kicked out of home, that my family weren't going to be supportive of it, and that people didn't really approve of that lifestyle. Um, Just very kind of archaic, homophobic kind of language. So at what point then did you say, okay, I I now have to park that negative view, I have to take the positive view from the other friend uh, that I've confided in and move on? Um, it was the following summer, so I think uh, I, was, I was still in school, obviously. So I think I kind of wasn't seeing people as much. So I kind of said, if I don't do it now, I'll, I'll, I'll never do it. And I think initially, once I, you know, I told my mom and I told my family, and then a couple more friends, I think, and all their reactions were really positive and welcoming. So my confidence just slowly started to grow, and I, I started to cut out that toxic person in my life. I've heard people say that. Um Mums often know, um, and, and when they tell their mothers, they will say, mm, yeah, you know, I, I, I might have figured that anyway. Was that your experience? Uh, it was, yeah. <laughs> My mum literally said that, yeah, she knew. She knew, you know, from when I was a little kid going around to her, I you. Um, so, <laughs> she, yeah, she was incredible. She was incredible about it. She was, you know, not in change for her. She was still her, her little baby at the end of the day. Mm. Um, and uh, Owen uh, de Vardoon is uh, with us, as I mentioned, from the National LB, uh, LGBT Plus Traveller and Roma Action Group. And you're welcome, um, Owen. Uh, so uh, what is it like in your community? What has been your experience? I think that there is a universal kind of sense of experiences that for most people. I think it comes with the understanding that most people expect because people of the travel community in the Roma community that things are going to be more archaic and people are going to be rejected more. But the universal experience is that most families worry for their children. 
however, their ability to navigate through kind of social situations and life events. And I think that the idea of coming out isn't a singular event, it's an entire life process. And unfortunately for many uh, kind of uh, LGBT travellers kind of within our communities, there's isolation, there's association, and the services and kind of support networks aren't always there. And so I think it's, uh, it, it is just as challenging for any LGBT person coming out over claiming their own sense of identity continuously throughout their life, but also new ones through the, the travel and roamer perspective of where we are within society, what additional pressures there may be upon us and what access do we have for support. Right. Owen, yeah, so, what was it like for you then? For myself, kind of, the, uh, my family have always been quite loving. Uh, my mother was a person of great concern. Um, it was more of the idea of be how would I navigate my spaces. And my father um, was a person of silence, but he thought that was an act of support because he doesn't discuss um, orientation or relationships with any of his children. Now, of course, I would interpret that as more as a rejection. And he thought of, of the liberation of encouraging you all kind of in, in, as like your own individual selves and you're free to be who you are. Right, okay. So, well, just one second now. So, so in your dad's case, it, it was more misinterpretation on, well, no, on, on my behalf, he, he actually was quite supportive. But he oh, I see. Because he doesn't discuss the, uh, the relationship with any of his children. who he was. So I interpreted that as more of a rejection, needing the affirmation, and the fact that he, he would see that the person matters by going, as long as you're happy, he was happy. And did you broach it with him then? Oh, yeah. I mean, kind of going, I, I, eventually we, we actually did. And it came to the, to the, the very open conclusion of like, that, he, that he's never had any sort of issue with it. Because he, like all of all of us have always been kind of inspired to be who we are, and the only issue he has that my orientation is is not with, with who I am, just like with as a traveller, is it's with bigots and people who are against us. So that's actually where the issue is. That sometimes we we make the, we internalise the wrongs of the world to be make make them about ourselves, and in fact they're they're structural and they're almost universal. And I think if you talk to any LGBT person, traveller or not, um, there's going to be a deep tread there of rejection or suspicion of rejection. Because it, they, that platform is so well ingrained in our society that unfortunately like, it has a real kind of, um, I suppose, pressure upon us and cost. Do you think then that this perception that there might be a particular stigma in the traveller community is unfair? Yeah, and I always wonder, like, to ask people, rather than answering myself as, as a member, but to ask people who are asking that, where do you think that comes from? Is it, you know, I mean, where do people think that there's this, there's this sense of direction? A lot of the time it is that there's isolation in general. Most people don't know travellers. Most people don't have a very limited contact with travellers. And when it comes to the information, we're not within the curriculums, we're not within the kind of the, kind of the open structures. Social mobility is very difficult. And one of the reasons actually why at the start of this year, we released the um, calendar for LGBT travellers in Roma around the idea of when people think about it, they think only of issues. And there are most certainly are issues and many, many barriers there. But they don't often associate with actually having productive, happy lives. So that kind of narrative change is very important, but also to ask that question of people of why have you made that assumption and what is it based on and how have you verified it? Yes, yes. Um, by the way, uh, if uh, you want to express your view this morning, you can WhatsApp or text 086-123-9595 with dinnersready.ie. And uh, we are talking to Owen de Vardoon, uh, to Kyle Lahan and to Patrick McGilligot uh, from uh, Gosh. Um, uh, Kyle, my sense of it is from talking to people uh, on this show since uh, the um, marriage referendum that... A lot of the wider community in Ireland drew a line under this around that referendum. You know, all the celebrations, the the sense of liberation, the sense of of Ireland um, moving on, but that the reality has lagged behind that. Um, 
Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, looking back now, the fears that I had were, you know, they were stupid, but at the time they did feel very real. And I think, um, as the, the other guy said that, you know, that fear of rejection is it's very real and like very prevalent because we hear about all these stories of people being kicked out of home and their families rejecting them. So I think, you know, the marriage referendum was an amazing thing to happen, but there's still always that little bit of doubt that, you know, creeping in the back of your head, that fear of, you know, will they actually accept me for who I am? Are you much happier now, you know, having gone through the process and you know, it's, it's an ongoing journey, but let's say for the sake of argument, uh, come through it? Oh, of course. I, personally, I've never met um, someone who has regretted coming out. I think you may regret kind of the, the way you tell people or, you know, their reactions or whatever, but I think in time to come, you, they never do because they're just being themselves. They're being their authentic selves. So I'm much happier now. What about you, Owen? Um, okay, uh, very, very much the same, but I think that, that process is, is slightly different for people from the older minorities because they also come out as a traveller in different spaces, and that can actually compound anxieties and, and concerns. For instance, like in 2017, there was a national study where a thousand people in the general population were asked about their opinions and their behaviour naturally towards travellers in general. And they can, like 85% of people, of course, they wouldn't even want to be a friend of a traveller. And so a lot of people would feel quite rejected in society. And we know that from the education, from the lack of accommodation support, um, just in general. And I mean, social media alone would tell you a very deep threat. So when you come out as another minority, that pressure and that concern can be very, very compounded. At the same time, there's a lot of freedom in being who you are, and being who you are. And I think that's something that we need to celebrate. And and can I just ask, I mean, among the LGBT community, mm-hmm. uh, Owen, have you experienced discrimination not because you're gay, but because you're a traveller? Well, that comes as a surprise when, the, when society itself is quite biased towards travellers because they don't know us. I mean, it, it would be a natural oversense. Of, I mean, of course, it's all allies. I mean, the national group itself is there's like kind of national kind of LGBT groups and travel groups like LGBT Ireland, kind of, kind of ICM, and also community members. But that ingrained hesitation, concern, and projection around travellers, like the LGBT community in itself is not immune to it. Now, it's becoming a little bit more aware to it, but it's not immune to those, those biases. It's not um, And I, I think yeah. I mean, by reaffirming our affinity to each other and our shared experiences and our shared isolations and our shared kind of intersections, we can learn to know each other more and come together as actual true allies. Right. And because at the same time, we're all looking for the same outcome, which is celebration, kind of inclusion, and the freedom to be who you are in all the ways that you are. Right, right. Patrick McElligot from Gosh in Limerick. I mean, that is fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. And even listen to the two lads speak, and a lot of what they're saying is what we're experiencing that staff and what some of us have experienced in our own lives. I think I'm even I'm struck by the piece about the wider community drawing a line under it. While I know from our experience working with people, we would say that yes, everybody has drawn a line under it and accept people. The difference is when it affects their life personally. Because what we see a lot is people talking about, you know, being LGBT is okay and we accept them and we're friends with them. And often what we'd see is when a family member comes out, then suddenly they might be worried about it, just like I think Owen was saying around the worry for the kids or the friends. I think that is the most natural reaction in the world to have for someone you care about. And yes, it may not fit fully with what's happening in the world right now. Because if you think of Irish people, like unless you're under five years of age, you've lived in a world that has said LGBT people aren't fully equal. And I think it's going to take a generation or two for that to fully kind of absorb into the culture of Ireland. 
and and as Owen says, then the LGBT community not immune uh, from no. having views on travellers. Not at all. I think, and even listen to him. It's lovely to hear him speak about it. And I don't mean lovely as in it's nice. It's nice to hear it being spoken about because I think often it's hidden. I think people are often doubly discriminated against. And I know in our organisation we would do training with travellers and people from the travelling community. And they would also experience some of the stigma, but in a different way. So they know what it's like to be excluded. They know what it's like to be treated unfairly. And I think often a person who might be a traveller and is LGBT might also experience that. And sometimes they don't either. I think this whole coming out process is individual and it's it's not one shoe fits all, but there are some similarities in it. And what's your advice then to uh, parents listening this morning? You know, um, I mean, it was interesting uh, to hear Kyle say that, you know, his mother said, and I don't think it comes as a massive surprise, mothers being mothers, or well, sure yeah. I knew, and, and I've known for a long time, and, and I've known, I think he said, Kyle said, since he was very young. Yeah, and I, I often, I kind of have a bit of laughter in it because I think it's quite common that parents have that similar reaction. Um I think sometimes parents can know and the reality of it is different. I know we would do a lot of work with families and we'd work with the people coming out as well as their family members. I think with parents, I remember we created a leaflet with three parents in particular who spoke a lot about the process of coming out and that usually what happens is that rejection piece that was being spoken about. The parents don't want to reject their child and they also don't want their child rejected. So it's almost like the mama and papa there kick in and it's like the mama and papa bear will do anything in their power to keep their child safe and sometimes that's the most powerful thing and sometimes it can cause a bit of difficulties because it might try and kind of confine the child in some ways but we would always say to parents have a chat about it you're not the only ones I remember talking to one parent who thought they were the only parent in the world that had a child come out and it turned out they had three or four friends that did so there is this piece of talking to people actually does Um, help and, and Kyle, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, are we still living in a country where, to be frank about it, it is easier to be heterosexual? Of course, I think, you know, yeah. like, I still don't feel comfortable holding my partner's hand walking down the street for fear of, you know, people shouting something or giving abuse. Even in, you know, jobs I've had, um, retail jobs, you just chance to be by their weekend. You're afraid to mention that, oh, you know, I went to the pub with my partner or we went for what you know I think there's still that initial fear of people rejecting you so it's definitely a lot easier to be straight maybe but there has been great strides that have been made but still a lot of work to be done yeah and Owen I'd say you'll probably laugh when I ask you this question is it still easier to be a non-traveller than a traveller in Ireland Um, I think both of them have challenges as, as, as all people always have challenges and the the like, but I think that there's no doubt in most people's minds that like travellers have been isolated, kind of uh, negotiated out from the kind of our spaces. And like even kind of what we learned yesterday is that in the since the LTAC programs came into being, which is around our basic accommodation, like there's been an understanding of around 70 million. I think no one's really doubting that the challenges that travellers face can are very human challenges. However, they are compounded and extravated by a society that either ignores us or structures that do not serve us in any way that they need to. Um, like one in 11 people in the traffic community pass by suicide. Our life expectancy is 61. Um, 50% will die by the age of 38. Um, like th- there are challenges there, the resources there, but unfortunately, uh, opportunities for mobility and engagement is not always clear cut.
Right. Well, listen, thank you very much to the three of you for a really enlightening chat um, this morning. We do appreciate it. Uh, Kyle Lahan, who works in communications, Patrick McGilligot from Gosh and Limerick, and Owen Devar Doon from the National LGBT Plus Traveller and Roma Action Group. Call Limerick today now on 461995.